Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Wallop and web snappers. Let my spider senses tingling. Tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? Yes, you clueless dolt. <laughs> to listen to this show, find us on 4eyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And we'd like to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, and Katie. Thanks so much. We are talking about the 2017 show. Finally where you want to be, Doug. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm happy to be at the, in the 2017 show, but also, a, a, I'm sorry, a four-part Doc Ock-focused episode? Yeah. I mean, what more could I ever ask for? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yep. I'm pumped. And and I'm I'm going to say, you all know we typically record in twos. Mm-hmm. So far... Me likey, quite a lot. Good. So, Good. spoiler alert, I like what we've been watching. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably very biased based on the, the content. I mean, sure. Uh, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I think it's worth remembering that when we first started talking about this show early on, our feelings of this I version... I was skeptical. Or no, I, was, was not, I was guarded. Yeah, it was not always... I wouldn't say it wasn't positive, but it, like it kind of wasn't any like it was very like, I don't know about this, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. And we really haven't gotten that much of him in this show. Like and I feel like whenever he pops up, it's just to be like, you know, kind of snooty and like <laughs> sometimes a little bit like intentionally annoying. So it was like very hard, I think, to know exactly how they were going to play out his like transformation into Dr. Octopus. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yes, I agree. And that was that was the question we had, right? Because at first it was like, okay, is this actually the right choice? Like, we'll see. I, I, I feel it better about it. So there's there's the answer there. And, and the other part was just like, I guess we'll see how, yeah, like you said, how he turns into Doc Ock and, and why is he 19 and what are they doing with that? How does he get there? Will it be weird? Um, and so far I'm pleased. Uh, a lot of the things I was worried about aren't the things that happen. So excited mm-hmm. to get into this uh, and if you are watching with us uh, you can watch on disney plus because all of the 2017 show is on disney plus yes it is cool well this episode we're talking about today season one of the 2017 show episode 15 entitled the rise of doc ock part one of four of four <laughs> yeah get used to that title <laughs> the synopsis for imdb is after an explosion fuses his robot arms to his body spider-man sees an opportunity to recruit otto octavius into being a super hyphen hero <laughs> the original air date was january 21st 2018 and it was written by kevin burke and chris doc wyatt who are names um we're pretty familiar with 
I think we first talked talked about them back in our episode 84 because they're frequent writers on this show. They became supervising producers in season two as well. Um, so we've, we've talked about them before, but I think their most recent credits that they've worked on, I think since we last covered them, have just continued to be on Lego and Transformers properties. And this episode was directed by Soul Choi. Very familiar with him. He directs most episodes of the show. So <laughs> Yes. Speaking of folks we're familiar with, here's a fun fact. Every speaking role in this episode is covered by five main cast members. <laughs> and those five are Robbie wow. Damon, Fred Tattashore, Naji Jeter, Laura Bailey, and Scott Menville. They cover every voice, which does mean Laura Bailey voices every girl and woman in this episode. <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess there aren't that many, so. <laughs> there aren't that many, but there are like four or five. Like, That's everybody so except Naji Jeter is doing at least like two or three voices over the course of this and I just thought it was funny because I looked at it and I was like, surely someone is not filling out the IMDb correctly. But I'm pretty sure it covered everybody. So Yeah, that's um, fascinating. I think, yeah, I think that's a thing that maybe we're going to see because all of these all these actors we've talked about before are frequently credited as the additional voices as well. Like they're not bringing on more people to do characters that only have a few lines. They're just pulling from the same cast. So it's I, it's interesting. Usually when we talk about a like a main cast or like the main credited cast. We're talking about like old shows that are just like, this is our cast. They voice everyone. Yeah. We don't usually talk about that when we talk about shows after like 1996. Yeah. Well, this one, <laughs> and th this one has such a sprawling cast, I guess that it makes sense that they're going to get like even more actors doing double duty and yeah. triple duty than I think like you would expect, even though that means as common as that is, that yeah. is interesting though. It is also, it makes me think like, Anya isn't in these episodes. I wonder if has it been consistent that Anya doesn't have Otto as a teacher? Like she's not in his class. I wonder. Like, um, because I don't know. That might be right. Actually, because it's consistent over these episodes, at least. Like she's well, she's not in his class. Whose whose class is it that she's worried about? Peter's. Uh, Peter shows up late to a class yeah, that and was... she's worried that that'll affect all their grade. Was that Otto's class? I don't remember. It might've been Otto's class. It might've been, but if it was, I think that is the only time. And it was so early that maybe this is the decision they made mm -hmm. after that moment that she just isn't in his class yeah. because so much of what we've seen, uh, at least as we've come into the second half and going a little bit, you know, before this, it is really just these three that we see in Otto's class, right? I think so. Typically speaking. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good observation. I did not catch on to that. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's like I'm I'm open to being forgiving of like finding ways to get some elements of your large cast not in the episode just so it's not overstuffed all the time. Sure. So like, you know, all all these episodes surrounding Otto or because they're Otto students directly eliminate one of the main cast members by saying she's not a student of Otto's. That means it's one character they don't have to write for right around in the episode yeah. if they don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, interesting yeah. because uh, I don't remember exactly what her specialty is or, she, or if she got one, but based on the fact that her first project was like had to do with like a sustainable energy source or energy conversion, mm -hmm. does seem like she would be in this class. <laughs> Maybe she was just so good that she got promoted. Yeah, she to tested the next out. Class. Yeah, she's actually yeah, in tested the out of Otto's level. class. Mm -hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worth mentioning. I mean, we already talked about Scott Menville, but we only got Otto in small doses i guess yeah. in other episodes and so the question of is this a correct casting for us or not was still sort of in the air 
I mean, obviously, it's a result of these episodes we're talking about being about Otto Octavius. And so he has, like, a lot more room to, like, breathe and be comfortable and get a full characterization or whatever. But I do feel a lot better about him being in this role. Part of it, I do think, really is just him being comfortable. Another part of it is, I don't think it was as obvious that this is the guy who voices Robin in previous episodes. But in these episodes, I feel like you can hear it frequently. Did you get that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it comes through a lot. I mean, I think because he's doing more action-y things. Yeah. Now, so it's just going to be He's a little similar. bit looser. He gets to yell. Mm-hmm. He's not like stuck in the classroom. So yeah. I think that's helping. That's helping me. And I think there's some things in these episodes that we'll get to when we get to them because I don't remember exactly when they happen. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Lillian was right in a like canonical sense. I think so like, too. Yeah. I, I think she nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If this was this is from way back, so if you don't remember as listeners, Lillian wrote us a good email pretty early in the show in response to the way that we talked about Otto because we were I think we had we were pretty down. It was on after like ways. an episode or two. Yeah, because we, we were we were pretty critical about the vocal performance specifically and just sort of explaining like that it did that like there's a there's a pretty solid reading of Otto being a character on the spectrum, and I think that like. The way that like they they don't outright say anything like to that extent in this episode, but they do like allude and talk around the way that he's like perceived by his peers and stuff yep. in a yep. way that makes me feel like they really were intentionally doing that. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. So uh, let's get into this Otto Octavius character study, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> so this episode opens in Otto Octavius's classroom where Peter, Gwen, and Miles are arguing over why Otto is so cranky all the time as Otto aggressively passes out a pop quiz, like literally slamming the pop quiz down on these kids' desk. It's so funny to me. Yeah, it's very funny. Before the quiz can actually start, though, and as Gwen argues that Otto is actually very caring about his students and just misunderstood by students, Mm -hmm. which is notable and will carry through these episodes, um, the school receives an announcement to evacuate the building. So they don't actually take their pop quiz. And in the kerfuffle, notable thing, wasn't expecting it to be notable, but should have been, uh, mm-hmm. Miles leaves what he calls a high-frequency energy reader behind on his desk. Sure. The the Gwen stuff, I, I know you you already mentioned that it sort of, like, continues throughout the episode, but I did, like, right at the top, I think it's really interesting, like, she's not only just, like, very empathetic about Otto, like, just commenting, you know, like the way that she sort of phrases it to Peter and Miles about like, you know, Otto, you, maybe you don't know about like not fitting in like Otto does. Like maybe, maybe you wouldn't understand. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I'm, I don't know what, I wonder what your read on that is. Cause it almost makes you feel like she's coming from a place of like, I know what it's like, or I know someone who knows what it's like or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, like, I, I read it as almost like either she's had that experience or like, I don't know, like she had a, she has a sibling or a cousin or something like that who was also like either on the spectrum or just like generally kind of a weirdo who was made fun of and didn't fit in or something like that. Like it almost gives me those vibes. And the fact that they sort of hammer it in as her being like this sort of, uh, the the person who's always going to be telling other people like no don't be an asshole to him like you just don't understand him he mm-hmm. seems like i think he's actually a good guy you know uh the the fact that she's sort of put in that position to be the spokesperson for that i, th- I find kind of interesting yeah i'm i'm definitely interested in it and i don't have an answer for you cuz i don't know the show's answered it yet if they're going to yeah i don't know either but i think it could be a lot of things it's it's also very possible because 
Otto Octavius is 19 in this show. Mm-hmm. And I think the students are supposed to be like 16 or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's entirely possible that Gwen and Otto are as close to friends as Otto gets to somebody. And we just don't know that yet. It's possible, um, yeah. Or it's just possible that because he is kind of a peer to them, she doesn't view him. Not that she doesn't respect him as a teacher. She very obviously does. Um, but maybe is more empathetic to the fact that he is somebody around their age and that's got to be fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know? So sense. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I, I hope that I hope we get more because I think there's an interesting dynamic there. The fact mm-hmm. that Gwen and Otto could uh, either be friends or have some sort of connection, if not friendship, or some sort of similar experience, I think would be a really fun thing to explore because that's a relationship. I don't know. Have they really done much with that that you're no, aware of? I don't think I don't those think characters so. intersect that much. Mm-mm. And I mean, like this version of Gwen, like we really don't. Even though we've seen her quite a bit, we don't really know much about her other than the fact that she has an uncle who's a supervillain. So, yeah. like, I don't really know. We don't much. know anything else about her family. Yeah. If there yeah. is one. Right. It was her <laughs> I mean, uncle, I assume there's a Captain own... Stacy somewhere in here, but I don't know. Like, her uncle wasn't her guardian, right? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, because she, she seemed to be visiting his house, that's, Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just have a lot of questions about uh, pretty much all of Peter's... Uh, friends at Horizon mm-hmm. High or like characters that have like archetypes but like I think we talked about it the last episode that like we never really ever see them outside of the school so like yeah. I don't really know maybe Gwen really does have a have a have a personal story that relates to all of this I don't know I hope so or or just some sort of personal story <laughs> or they just needed a character to be the voice of reason for Peter yeah. and they just made that Gwen because yeah. Gwen's the kind of the catch all for everything too she is I don't know. she is so far honestly unfortunately so. that's kind of her character is to be everything all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever exactly. whenever the writers need her to be yeah. unfortunately <laughs> but but at least in this case and this is results oriented at least in this case I like what she's being used for oh yeah for sure um, I like that and again this is just me being a softie for Otto like I like that there's somebody advocating for him mm-hmm. um, because as we learn more about him he needs it oh yeah for sure <laughs> he needs someone in his corner because the one person it seemed like was in his corner we will learn is no longer in his corner which makes me very sad so mm-hmm. As the school is evacuating, Peter notices a massive red robot-looking thing attempting to break into one of the school buildings, and when he suits up to confront it, she introduces herself as Crimson Dynamo. Neat. (laughs) Yeah, I think the last time you and I talked about Crimson Dynamo, uh, it was an anime villain, right? It was, yeah. (laughs) I didn't notice, you know, there have been like 13 Crimson Dynamos. (laughs) Really? Yeah, like this, I think uh, Galena is like the most recent one is why they're using it. Okay. If you go to like the Wikipedia list, there's just... It's just, it's very long. There's a lot of people that have been Crimson Dynamo. Is it a suit? Is it because it's a suit? Yeah, like, I think so. I think because anybody okay. can be in the armor and, you know, huh. between reboots and, and legacy people and people adopting it, like, it's just really easy right. to Word. make that anyone. It does, does, does Crimson Dynamo, like, belong to a particular hero or is it just a general Marvel villain? Oh, actually, I don't know. I thought it was an Iron Man villain, but I might be wrong about that. I mean, I, that's what I would have guessed if only because, like, this Crimson Dynamo mentions Tony Stark. Um mm. And there's no reason to mention Tony Stark. I can also uh, see see it being a Captain America villain, too. I could see that because it's uh, they don't say it in this, but I'm assuming Russian or Soviet. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, and, and according to Wikipedia, it's mostly Iron Man. OK, so. that makes sense. Makes sense. Well, anyway, 
Spider-Man and Crimson Dynamo clash for a little bit outside before Crimson Dynamo finds a way into the building uh, and disappears. Like, just straight up, Peter can't find her. <laughs> like, she doesn't yeah. know where she went. So he tries his infrared vision, and that doesn't work. So he grabs Miles' high-frequency energy reader to find her, but accidentally leads Crimson Dynamo directly to whatever it is she's been looking for, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Uh, good job, uh, Peter. I mean, there's no way he could have known, but... yeah. Um, that happens. And I guess it's in the basement. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, how earlier I was like, I'm forgiving of this show, you know, just like defining excuses to not have characters involved in stuff because it's such a big cast. Uh-huh. I do think sometimes they kind of miss the mark a little bit because here's the thing. Miles is in this episode. He's in the class. This is his high energy or high frequency energy reader that is used to find this bad guy. There's literally no reason why Miles couldn't suit up with Peter and be in on this and be the one to come up with the idea of using his own high frequency energy reader to use this and they fight her together in this in this sequence. I don't feel yeah. like any thing is gained by keeping miles out of this fight other than a str- whole string of episodes preceding it that have not had miles in it just well, following up on that i don't understand I, that i think one of the show's biggest flaws and it sounds like you agree so far is that they introduced miles as a spider-man and just don't use him they they frequently did i think that they just introduced him too early honestly. <laughs> i think so too that's I gotta be what it is otherwise they'd be using him yeah I mean, but, like, this is a case, like, there's some episodes where it's just sort of, like, this episode wouldn't work if there are two spider people. I get it. You have to leave him out. But, like, in this one, there's literally no reason for Miles to not be involved here. He's in the episode. He's in the scene after Spider-Man defeats the bad guy. I don't understand. This is your great opportunity. There's no reason to have to come up with an excuse for him to not be there. Like, I I don't understand. Again, you're literally using his tech that you had him, like, conspicuously leave behind on the table. Like, inexplicably leave behind on the table in their evacuation when you could have just had him be like here's my energy reader that i talked about earlier i here being a spider-man can use this right now like i don't understand yeah i don't get it yeah it doesn't make sense to me it's not the first time this has happened yeah i hope that this is the last time it happens but i doubt it I doubt it. I mean, they're only just going to keep introducing more spider yeah. people. So, well, like. <laughs> I I do wonder if once they introduce all of them, it will become an all or just Peter thing. Yeah, and then maybe things will begin to break down into this is a thing Peter isn't telling them about versus this is a thing they're all doing. Sure, I'd be okay with that. But yeah, th- just Miles conveniently not being Spider Man or being Spider Man is getting a little silly. It's very annoying because it's it's so inconsistent. Yeah. 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 They're not even writing a reason for him not to be there. No, he's just like, I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Because he's not scared. It's not like yeah. that's his thing right now. It's not and, like, And it's not like he couldn't get into a suit because he was with Peter. I don't understand. Right. When, how, when, did they, when did they get separated? They were in the same class. They were walking together. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like they got separated when Peter left. Like, I don't even think they were separate from each other in the hallway. I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I don't know. It's just I'm assuming silly. they left the classroom together. They sit next to each other. <laughs> Very silly. Very silly. But good point. That That's, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Well, in the basement, uh, Crimson Dynamo and Spider-Man continue to clash, and we get a web slingshot kick, which I love. Uh, so that's great. But ultimately, uh, Crimson Dynamo's suit runs out of power. She doesn't have enough power, I guess, to do everything she's doing with Spider-Man there. I guess mm-hmm. she couldn't have predicted he would be at Horizon High. Uh, and so he's able to just ultimately take her down with a single kick when he recognizes that her battery's low. I think he recognized this when he used Miles' device, um, but ultimately she just didn't have enough power to yeah. to keep fighting. 
Yeah, I like the uh, I, I just like the little quip. Dynamo calls Spidey like a boy in a clown costume, which is a very <laughs> typical, very typical villain thing to say. Yeah. But his, I love his response is like, "Have you ever seen a clown? Like, yeah. <laughs> what does a clown ever look like this? Yeah. What does that even mean?" Yeah, um, he's so offended too. Yeah, I also Have you ever like, seen a clown before? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I also appreciate Crimson Dynamo calling Tony Stark an imperialist swine. And yes. Honestly rules. <laughs> yes. More of that, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Max shows up. We get some Max Modell uh, in the building. And I think he was the one making the announcement. That would make sense, right? He's I like think, the headmaster. So. What Do we know his actual title? Oh, I don't know. I Yeah. A headmaster is what I assume. But I yeah. Don't know. Oh, whatever. He's got some cool genius school title or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's probably something like meant to not sound cool, you know. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's some sort of like Apple like title. Oh god. Anyway, <laughs> Max shows up with what I think is becoming very funny as like this show's strategy for filling a scene, which is all the characters we know plus one character we'll never <laughs> never see again. Yeah, they do it again here. Max shows up with like Miles, Gwen, and like some girl we don't know. Yeah, like they could have <laughs> pulled Anya. I'm assuming she's in the school somewhere. But they've done it before. Remember the episode Gwen was in that when she didn't speak. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Very strange. But I, I, I'm it's you know it's whatever. At least they're throwing in you know they're, they're populating the school. Or implying it's populated. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but he shows up with these kids and some security guards, and he points out uh, what Crimson Dynamo was attempting to steal. And here's the gag. Max says he's never seen the device before. He does not know what it is, uh, which is weird, considering he is the headmaster or cool guy yeah. uh, of the school. Uh, but Otto steps in and is like, oh, well, that's because that's my project. Um, I'm working on that. And here's what it is. It's a power generator that uses regenerative ion technology to which everybody gasps and is like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's my question. What the fuck are regenerative, regenerative ions? Yeah, I did Google I it know. and uh, nothing oh. really came up. I mean, I mean, I'm sure things did, but nothing that made any sense to me. So it's when they describe it, it's basically just whatever auto movie like Raimi movie auto was the power doing. of the sun in the palm of my hands basically exactly. it's, yeah. that's exactly what it is sure. yeah yeah <laughs> max even whatever. like kind of describes it that way when it's he talks fine. about how dangerous it is it's fine yeah i, yeah. Don't, I don't mind it's always fun it's just this shows this show's particular brand of techno babble is just always so funny to me because it's like we're using real science words you guys it's fine it makes sense like no it doesn't but like are, are they about? i'm still not convinced the show has a single like tech or science advisor no that's what i'm saying they're using real <laughs> science words that exist oh that but, are meaningless. Smart, but yeah. are meaningless yeah i get you yeah agreed <laughs> it's the impression i get too yeah but yeah so this is the the riot three which that's a name for something that sounds incredibly stable and <laughs> will not explode uh-huh. at any point <laughs> yeah definitely not dangerous no way <laughs> um yeah so obviously max is like Oh, okay. Well, as everyone knows, regenerative ion technology is extremely dangerous. So you're endangering the school. So this is horrible. Um, he's appalled by it. He demands Otto dismantle it before it destroys the school in a quote vortex of swirling. I- Sorry, vortex of swirling atoms. Sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, isn't that just any 
atoms are everything so isn't that just anything <laughs> isn't that just the the world is just am i a vortex of swirling atoms? right isn't like everything wouldn't that just be like wind like i don't understand whatever um otto doesn't have the chance to dismantle it or even like fight back or anything however because crimson dynamo sort of wakes up and plugs into the riot three to absorb its power um i guess she was she had like a backup battery or something she says right isn't that what it is something like um that. maybe she somehow recharged i don't know yeah i don't know whatever she recharged enough to do what she's gonna do it's not like yeah. she does a lot before she does this right so yeah but she's able to absorb the riot three's power so naturally Otto kind of takes issue with this and is like Mm-mm, no we're not having this attempts to trap the crimson dynamo in the riot three's protective shield but crimson dynamo rips her arm out uh which damages the riot three and triggers a meltdown Yes, cool. I do like, I mean, it's it's nothing. It's like pure science fiction, but I do like his solution of, okay, well, there's a protective shield around the core of this thing. If I just make it bigger, mm-hmm. she'll get stuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it is, it is very clever. Yeah. <laughs> it just super doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you would have expected her to rip her own like robot arm off or whatever. So yeah. to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it didn't stop her arm from being stuck in your machine so that's true yeah i don't know <laughs> whatever i guess well he was just mad she was fucking with it so he probably was just trying to keep her there yeah yeah no that makes sense but um so yeah so trick crimson dynamo is able to get away uh but not before spidey can stick one of his ever loving spider tracers on her suit <laughs> when spidey then turns his attention to deactivating the riot three otto is like no i can do it uh, so he intervenes with his mechanical arms, tosses Spidey out of the way. You're going to do it wrong. Yeah. And then locks him in the chamber to prevent Spidey from doing it wrong um, and destroying his device instead of just like fixing it. And Spider-Man's like, no, don't do this. Uh, I think Otto literally calls him an ignoramus, right? At one point. Probably. I think he does. But this decision, as you might expect with a doc ock origin story it backfires trapped in a chamber it's trapped in a chamber swirling in atoms or whatever <laughs> he fails to deactivate the riot three so the device showers him in these regenerative ion it's an explosion it's a it's some 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 super sciencey explosion that's happening contained in this chamber where otto is while he's wearing his metal arms you know what's going on you get exactly it. yeah exactly that's not the thing they're going to subvert in these episodes. No. <laughs> that goes exactly as expected. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, shortly after this, a seemingly burned, I guess, like that's the know. worst that happened to him. Yeah, they just I mean, it's like they can't they can only I I almost would have rather them just like not shown him on the stretcher at all and just cut to them saying like he's okay in the hospital or something just put a blanket over him yeah because they literally just like it's just his character model looks like it's asleep and then there's some nice nice cleanly painted little dirt lines on his face and it's Mm -hmm. like oh oh, so we got some soot on him okay cool i guess (laughs) he's fine i don't know yeah well he's kind of burned i guess his his clothes are singed (laughs) Yeah, but otherwise um, fine from that explosion of regenerative ions uh-huh. that swirled him in a vortex of atoms. Yeah, just singed. He's all right. <laughs> uh, but enough to load him into an ambulance while Spider-Man and Max look on. And Spider-Man, I like this moment. I don't really feel like it It ever pays off, but I like it while I liked it while it was happening. Spider-Man vows to find the criminal responsible for putting one of his teachers in the hospital. Sure, it's personal. Right, and and flips off, but ultimately just fails to find her. Yeah, and then we don't really get that fervor at all 
ever again throughout the episode. I mean, yeah. it, it, it kind of, it, it kind of evolves into something different, but I, yeah. I really thought this episode was going to go a different way when he was like, I'm going to get her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, he, this is sort of his way of learning to appreciate Otto. It's sort of like, Oh shoot, I almost lost him. And now it's just making me realize that, you know, I actually did kind of care about him as a person, but like, not really. Cause in the next scene, yeah, he's guess just what? like, That's oh, not that it. Otto guy really <laughs> sucks. Doesn't he? Like he sure fucked up this time. Didn't he? <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Peter, Mr. Empathy over here. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so since he, you know, never finds the Crimson Dynamo, I think the spider tracer is just like not leading him anywhere or whatever. Yeah. So, it's just not working. Yeah. It's, like, just, it's just, it's showing nothing. Right. So he goes to the hospital, gets this download from Gwen, uh, who tells him that Otto's not exactly in good spirits. Peter's like, well, I'm not surprised. I mean, <laughs> he's such a jerk. Like, he nearly blew up the school with an unsanctioned experiment. That can be a real bummer. He's kind of a huge asshole in this, given, like, the trauma that literally just happened. Yeah. But, you know. And considering he was, like, trying to help Otto, and Otto explicitly, like, shut him out. Yeah. And I feel like many other Peter Parkers, and I think this one eventually, would feel like I should have been able to help. It's yeah. partially my fault, even though it's really not. It's so, like, guilt is such a major like, uh-huh. component of Peter Parker <laughs> as a character. Zero guilt here at all. He's just yeah. like, that was a mean teacher I have. I'm kind of secretly a little glad he got his oh, comeuppance here. You know what, though? <laughs> this would have been another perfect time to have Miles there, because then Miles could be the one who talks about how much of a jerk Otto is. Peter could have just stayed silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then you don't like have to really, party. like... Yeah, exactly. You don't really have to like have this weird up and down inconsistency with Peter uh, and Otto, which isn't even going to last that long anyway. Yeah, you know? it's like it kind of sells out Peter just so Gwen can like be the empathetic person who like basically helps Peter learn a lesson. It's like kind of forcing this like arc on Peter that doesn't really need to be there. Like it could him sort of learning to like understand Otto a little better or see the good in him was going to happen naturally after, you know, witnessing him like basically sacrifice himself in an explosion. Like I don't understand why, why, why you have to have Peter backtrack from that. And all they have to do is have him like chuckle at the things that Miles says earlier in the episode, but not necessarily explicitly endorse them, not necessarily yeah. shut him down, but not necessarily take Gwen seriously either. You, yeah, like you said, he's just sort of in this weird neutral position, and they're kind of he's like in the middle of a tug of war between the two a little bit, yeah. you know, but not like fully. They're not going hard or anything. Gwen's really the one being like, "Can you guys stop?" Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's very weird. Hey, add, add, put Miles in your fucking episode when you have him. Like, <laughs> maybe it'll just make things better. It seems uh-huh. like weird. More Miles is good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah kind of like we were saying like peter peter says all that negative stuff about otto and gwen corrects him and it's just like well hold on do you not remember like the giant red russian robot that was like trying to kill us all there like that was kind of the crimson dynamo's fault right and the two argue over otto's actions like before the meltdown um gwen really firmly believes that he was at least primarily acting selflessly uh and because she even was because you know peter fires back and is like he was just trying to protect his his equipment and his machine and gwen's like i mean yes like that and also (laughs) like of course he was and he was trying to help everyone else like those things aren't mutually exclusive he was doing both and peter's like nah he was acting selfish selfishly he's it's all about his machine he didn't care about anybody else yeah yeah this is the turning point though right which is why it's so weird that they had peter ever kind of be the one that was more like 
more assertively anti auto. Mm-hmm. Um, he should have just, yeah, because it turns really quick. Like there's really not that much of a journey here. Um, because he, he kind of immediately is like, huh? Okay. Like may, could she be right? Like, it's not like he immediately writes her off. He argues a little bit, but he doesn't like not take her seriously, yeah. you know? Cause but he, I do, he, I do think to your point, like, Miles being there and being the one that is never convinced because even spoiler for the next episode, but like Miles is the one in the, in the, in the yeah, episode still not convinced that is always just like, I don't know about this auto guy. Like if he's there, I think that you could have him as, as this sort of through line throughout the auto story of always kind of doubting his sort of allegiances and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it would make sense to have him here in that position. And that works too, just as a consistency with Miles and Peter's characters, because yeah, Peter in this, in this show is like young and kind of an idiot, but he does really respect people's genius, right? Like mm-hmm. he does have respect for these these figures, and this Otto Octavius isn't quite in that pantheon yet. Mm-hmm. But he he has the ingredients of somebody that Peter would would respect. Miles is consistently like in the interest of like um, having fun and being lighthearted, and Otto is like a direct opposite of that. So it, yeah. it it makes sense before this episode, and it makes sense after. To just like let Miles be that person. Yeah. Well, and you know he's he's a little more immature and he's going to be seeing things like yeah. Oh, he's the mean teacher. He seems mean to me, so therefore such I a buzzkill. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, unfortunately, Miles is not in this episode anymore. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so either way, Peter kind of wrestles with the idea of a good guy Otto potentially. Uh, Gwen leaves because she has to go back to Horizon for some reason. So Peter visits Otto in his hospital room alone where Otto shares the news that we kind of all expected that because of this accident, the metal arms have now been fused to his nervous system for life. So he's permanently got the arms attached to him and he says it makes him more of a freak than he already was. And uh, this is when he kind of shares that his peers have always mocked him for his quote differences since he was a kid. The accident's only going to cement his status as an outcast. This is what we were referencing. This is like, they're not going to, I mean, probably it would be cool if they did, but they're not going to explicitly say like, here is Otto Octavius, the cartoon character's diagnosis, right? Right. Sure. But this is, I think this is probably as close as they would get, especially because they're specifically saying, he is specifically saying my differences going all the way back to when I was a kid before people even necessarily knew what any of that would be. They just saw me as different and weird and a freak and made fun of me for it. Yeah. Yeah. We I don't know what that is. And he's, he's, he's an otherwise pretty normal guy. So clearly it, it's, it's just something about the way people view him or, or how he socializes with people. Yeah. I think it's good stuff. I like it. It is yeah. good stuff. It, it makes him really, I mean, obviously we didn't have a ton of content with him before. So it was hard to have, uh, for, for a normal person, <laughs> I'm laughing at myself to have like a connection to this character because there wasn't much of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you were at that point where you're like, okay, I mean, yeah, he's in the show, but who cares? This is where you're getting invested, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. For and sure. it's not what we were worried about. <laughs> oh God, I know. I know. Yeah. There's no, I'll never win the heart of so-and-so because I'm a freak now. <laughs> like. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's actually better than that in like four different ways. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's more absolutely. layers than I would have expected. Yeah, yeah. It's all about this dude's like self-confidence and self-worth mm-hmm. and wanting to get um, 
yeah, wanting to like feel like he's uh he's someone. It, it, yeah, it's it's good stuff in this. Yeah. Well, yeah. and this is this next part is good too. I just wish we'd gotten here a little bit smoother for sure. all the reasons we've already mentioned. Because Peter attempts to give Otto a pep talk, which I love. Uh, Peter has already been serving as Miles' mentor when we get to see them together. Uh Um, And I think this is a good spot for Peter in this show where we know other spider people are going to be on the scene after him. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've, you and I have talked about this in a couple settings. Like, if you're going to have Peter and Miles be the same age, you kind of have to give them drastically different personalities where Peter's the more mature one. This is perfect, right? And it transforms into this, I don't maybe you could be a hero, perhaps? Like, wouldn't that be pretty neat? I mean, I don't know why I would think, you know, heroes, <laughs> but, like, you could be one. And he even says, like, there are Horizon students that really believe in you and care about you. And then he says, like Gwen, for example, like... She she believes that you could change the world. Uh, and I love Otto asks Peter what his thoughts are. And Peter, like, takes a half a moment, but not too long. And is just like, yeah, I think so, too. And that's kind of like the moment where you're like, okay, Peter yeah. learned. Peter gets it. Peter has chosen the side of choosing to try to understand Otto Octavius. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> he also, he also, I'm glad that we get this because it supports what I was saying. Wait! back when okay. for you Derek this is like well over a year ago for anybody binging this this is maybe a few days ago uh, but he says my uncle Ben used to say that accidents can either be endings or beginnings and we talked early on about how the, the thesis of the show might end up being not just what happens to you but what you do with what happens to you mm. not just whether you fit or not but how you choose to utilize your place once you find it you know Mm -hmm. and i think otto octavius's story at least in this episode and at least based on these these events and how peter is communicating them to otto really feels like maybe one of the strongest examples of this quote thesis since it was introduced very very early on Uh, that's a really great point i I, you know i didn't even connect those dots i I remember us talking about that it makes a lot of sense because you know i think otto is probably the first one, the first character in this show where it is like a kind of they're they're presenting it to us. The audience is like a 50 50, whether he's going to be a hero or a villain or not at this Which point. Which I love. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is sort of like, no, there is an active choice here that you can make. You can make the choice one way or the other. And we're going to see him actively making that choice and how that plays out one way or the other, or maybe choice, plural, you know, choices, yeah. plural. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I, that's, that's really interesting. Actually. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that, but. And you know what I appreciate about it? This is something you and I talked about recently when we talked about no way home. This is not an auto Octavius or just villain story where accident happens and suddenly you're either crazy or you were crazy before. And now you're unleashed. You know what I mean? This is explicitly not that something happened to him and he is not changed. His personality is not changed. He's just physically changed. And now he has to choose what to do with that. I like that so much better. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) I do too. I mean, that's, you know, you get a little, a four parter about Doc Ock. You're going to see him have a slide one way or the other, whether that's sliding towards the good side or the bad side, you know? So yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think this is force moment. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like, I think we know what the direction's going to be for it, but, like, it's it's interesting to see that evolution one way or the other yeah. rather than it just being, like, a switch, you know? I'm not going to lie to you all. I was hopeful. 
once I saw that it was a 50-50, I was hopeful that this show was going to do something unexpected. Sure. It still does, but, it's, you know, yeah. we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. So Otto's kind of pondering what Peter's been telling him. Uh, but he worries that, you know, if Crimson Dynamo returns to steal those fuel rods from him to maximize her suit, he won't actually know how to stop her. She will literally be unstoppable. So <laughs> he also shares that while the Riot 3 was destroyed, his prototypes, Riot 1 and 2, are stored off-site. So when Peter isn't looking, however, while this conversation's going on, um, I hate this, Otto th- throws <laughs> a get-well-soon bouquet from Horizon High in the trash leaving one from Osborne Academy is still standing. I don't like it. I think, well, for one, CGI on that bouquet going to the trash, woof, woof, <laughs> woof. But also, like, I didn't really need that because I feel like it's just sort of like, well, symbolically, he's he's starting to move to the side of Osborne Academy, which, but it's like, that's already, like, happening, though. Like, you didn't need to visualize that with the flowers, well, and that's a little much to have him literally like, throw it in the trash while Peter's in the room. I don't know. I, don't I like actually that. think it's premature. I think it's, I think they're forecasting too much, because even though we are primed to assume that he, quote, goes to the dark side or whatever, and that dark side is probably, you know, Oz Academy or Oscorp or whatever, um, I don't, I feel like in this moment, when they're having this conversation... I don't think that it's like super obvious that Otto Octavius is like, I am destined to go to Oz Academy. Like they haven't really given us that indication. Have they? I mean, I feel like they've flirted with it like in the past already. Like it's always been this push pull of like uh, Otto doesn't feel appreciated by Max at horizon. And Norman Osborn has frequently in, in past episodes, or at least like a couple of times, been like, well, your experiments are awesome. You know, you would be appreciated here at Osborne yeah. Academy, which is, yeah. you know, where this ends I up just, going. They're doing a four part thing here. It doesn't feel like it serves the actual story they're telling in the moment, you know? Yeah. Especially if they're going to have this sort of like, will he, won't he type thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know, like you, like you had said, like we can kind of assume where it's going to go, but I don't know. Don't undercut yourself like that. Let us, let us, let us wonder. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to tell us with a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> It's just it's a little much. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I think it's, it kind of undercuts. Good. It kind of, and it really undercuts what's like otherwise like a really good scene and like conversation. Like I don't know, maybe they felt like they needed something more visual happening or something. You know what? Um, then if they felt it was really necessary, I know this isn't really a part of this Otto Octavius, so this this would change a lot. But in the early stages of him being fused with the arms, just make it an involuntary thing and make it symbolic and not a choice. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's that like still cool. kind of heavy, but at least it's not like, oh, we just watched Otto Octavius throw this in the trash, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 Or have him knock it over or whatever. Yeah. There's plenty of more elegant ways they could have done. And Oh, that's the perfect. Yeah. W- yeah. Yeah. It could have been elegant. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. Nope. Either way, regardless, regardless of all that, the conversation is still good. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, ultimately, Peter kind of posits that if they know that Crimson Dynamo is probably going to be coming for, for those fuel rods in the other riot machines, they can stop her. Uh, but Otto defers to Spider-Man, claiming he has nothing to offer. Yeah, it's interesting to have somebody we know will probably be a villain not already hate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Kind of refreshing. Looking at you, Harry. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Well, later, after a few hours of Spider-Man attempting to track Crimson Dynamo once again to no avail, Crimson Dynamo finds Spider-Man instead. 
And we get the backstory uh, in her unnamed country of <laughs> the Soviet Union or Russia, uh, depending on how it's. You said she's recent, right? So it would be Russia. Yeah, this this version of her is recent. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming Russia. Uh, well, she says in her not Russia country, uh, Crimson Dynamo's family lost everything they owned to mobsters. So she decided, you know what? Screw this. Fuck the mobsters. Fuck all these like forces that are, you know, preying on people less fortunate than them, which admirable. Uh, and she stole a suit of armor so that she'd never feel vulnerable again and that her family would never feel vulnerable again. Okay. I'm not mad at you yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate what you're doing here yet. <laughs> For sure. For the sure. problem is that her whole thing is like, well, then I'm just going to become the most powerful ever and everybody else can fuck off. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the dichotomy that they're doing with, with her and Otto here on paper, I think. Like sure. this idea of like the, both both Crimson Dynamo and Otto are people who had faced some kind of hardship and – got a turning point where they are exposed to like some special abilities or power or something or what have you. And it's like a personification of the choice Otto could make. He could either go in the direction of becoming Crimson Dynamo or he could go in the direction of like doing good. Yeah. Like, I like that on paper. I do think that like, it is kind of feels like a, a weird dichotomy when you're comparing like Otto is just a scientist who has made fun of a lot and now has like cool metal arms after a super science experiment, but otherwise nothing else bad happened to him against someone whose like entire family has been like completely like obliterated and like had like no, I mean, lot literally lost everything. Like I, if they were going to make that dichotomy, I kind of weirdly wish that Otto had lost even more in that accident somehow. Sure. I don't know. You, you know, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it, it does make sense. And it, it makes so much sense. Honestly, it makes so much sense because as much as it's right there, I didn't even really think about it, which I think speaks a little bit to how much more it could make sense. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the two of them together could make more sense and there could be a clearer parallel between the two. Part of that, yeah. I think is they could have made it stronger. Part of that is just me being excited about an auto story and putting her yeah. entirely on the back burner. Uh, but that's a good, that, yeah, that is, that is good. They should have, they should have played with that in a better way. I don't yeah. know necessarily what, what it would be. I mean, it's possible we could learn more about Otto that would give us that context, but this would be the place to have learned it. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. we won't, you know, right. if, if it turns out that Otto also does not have a family for some sort of reason and has grown up, without a family mm-hmm. because of whatever those systems are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what the systems would be because Otto Octavius is pretty much always presented as like a pretty successful white man. Sure. Uh, even when he's sort of like on his, you know, even when he's his back sort of against the wall, he's, he's still a genius. Yeah. He's still a guy. He usually finds success. You but, know? I, but like, I do think it's, it is, it is worth acknowledging that like, it is weird that he's a 19 year old working at a school and like was just in the hospital and we've heard nothing about his family. Like, I think that, 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 that could clue you in to be like, maybe he doesn't like have a family for one yeah. reason or another. And that's yeah. possible. But and so I'm, I'm open to that, you know, being revealed down the line or something, but it's not here in this episode when I, you know, it could have been useful it, to make that comparison yeah. to Crimson Dynamo stronger. If that's the case, it probably should have been in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I we, think that we like still got two more though, after what we're covering tonight. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I do think that like a thing that I'm realizing with the show is that like, 
it's it's just a characteristic of the show that like there's a lot of really cool ideas that they'll have and they just like do not elegantly present them a lot of times. Yeah. Like characters, I think, often can be really well written generally or their relationships can be. But like whenever they try to do these sort of like thematic through lines or, you know, character like interesting, like poetic beats and stuff like that. It's always things where it's sort of like, oh, I see what you're doing there. But woof, that was clunky. And maybe you could have tightened some screws like that seems to be a thing that's happening very constantly with this show. Which is, like, not the worst problem to have because it means that they are trying to do something with the sure. storytelling that they have. It's just, you know, it's not on the, on the level of, like, spectacular Spider-Man, like, sort of seamlessly interlocking, like, story threads and themes and stuff. So Yeah. But it is, like you said, it is one of the shows we've covered that is trying it. Yeah, it and, definitely and not is. Not even all the modern shows we cover have tried it. For so. sure. It's it's clear, and it's, it's not, like, a thing where, we, where we're reading too much in between the lines. Like, it's very clear that... They're trying to say something. It's just what they're saying sometimes is very like unclear, but it's like very clear that they're trying to do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And I think that alone, honestly, deserves a lot of credit com- yeah. considering some of the stuff that we've watched before. I think, yeah, I think just generally the show has a follow through issue uh, because we talked about this with even humor sometimes or even like unimportant story beats where it's like, all right, now let's go to the room to clean the thing. But also let's not like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like the show does have a habit of establishing something and then not really going there yeah. with little stupid things like jokes or something. It's fine. But things like this. Yeah. You want it like you kind of need it to pay off a little bit better. Yeah. But yeah. good on the swing. Like for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate what they're doing. So I, I don't know if we, if we, how deeply we dove into it. We were talking about these comparisons between Crimson Dynamo and Otto. Spidey does directly like try to appeal to that with Crimson Dynamo, like he did with Otto. This whole idea that like in the face mm. of hardship, you do good, right? In the face of crime, become a hero, not a criminal. But unlike Otto, it doesn't work with Crimson Dynamo. This is like what you were referring to. It's just like, <laughs> nah, I just want to be powerful and like, I don't know, rule the world or whatever. I, none of that. Yeah. I guess I did see the, the clear parallel a little bit more clearly than I thought, considering I wrote that yeah. part. Yeah, you weren't giving yourself enough credit. You literally wrote that he says the same thing to both of them. But yeah, just very different reactions, right? Otto seems to, he shies away from it, but out of out of a lack of, an uncharacteristic lack of confidence i should say Mm -hmm. um but she's just yeah like you said just sort of like nope fuck that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah Uh, the appeal does not right at all yeah um and so the crimson dynamo just is like nah and then effortlessly just effortlessly breaks into Otto's storage unit it's funny because she's if she could just keep her suit powered she would be like unfuckable with yeah she's very op in this episode <laughs> it, until she isn't like it is literally right. like she's unstoppable and then until her batteries run out and then she's utterly useless yeah yeah <laughs> totally uh and so i mean she successfully steals and installs one of these fuel rods i don't know if it's from riot two or riot one yeah. uh, but she installs one of them and gains instant upgrades in the form of a big old <laughs> energy shield which the show loves uh, and laser shooting drones, just like little detachable drones that shoot lasers. Cool. Cool. I'm yeah. into it. They yeah. look very futuristic. <laughs> <laughs> so they begin to clash in the storage facility. And when Crimson Dynamo begins to overpower Spidey, reinforcements arrive in the form of Otto, who calls himself the Octopus. <laughs> nice. Nice. I very much appreciate him, like, spelling out <laughs> the joke oh of his own gosh. name. Oh, my gosh. The really consistent characteristic of Otto Octavius being completely incapable of telling a joke mm-hmm. uh, 
really honestly works better than I thought it would when I realized it was going to be a thing. Yeah, I think it's perfectly fine because I think what's fun about it is that, like, he is, like, committed to it. Like, it's not even that. He's trying he so really hard. Is. And it's like, <laughs> and, and, and I think that they are smart about how they write all the all of his jokes because it's like, oh, yeah, when you look at it on paper, I see how this is, like, a well-constructed joke to a certain person. Like it makes sense as yeah. a joke. It's just like, whether it's the delivery or just like the context or the way you're explaining it, like it's something else that doesn't work, but like the jokes themselves aren't bad in a Spider-Man bad pun kind of way. Yeah. They're just like, they're always like either not funny or like a little too sterile or just the kind of joke where it's just like, Oh, huh, that's, that's funny. Like, it's which is still a joke. He, yeah. Right. It's perfect for him because he knows intellectually how a joke is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. He just can't pull it off. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know how an Ollie on a skateboard is supposed to work. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's the most like, like there's so many comedy writers on this show. And that is something that feels like a comedy writer was writing it, writing it for Otto, where it's just sort of like, mm-hmm. we know what joke construction is. We've taken classes on, on yeah. joke construction. We can like use that to our benefit <laughs> to make jokes that are aggressively not funny. Oh, it's just, he's so adorable when he says it too. He's like, like the first syllable of my last name and the number of limbs I now have. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> it's also funny because it, it reminds me of like, uh, you know, I think we talked about it on our, I guess the commentary for No Way Home. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people kind of dogging on, on, on the MCU, like making fun of, of Doc Ock's name and stuff in that movie. Um, it's sort of like, this feels like a, 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 a sort of version of that joke that I think like works really well because it is, it is so in universe where it's not, it's not really making fun of the fact that superhero or supervillain names are ridiculous until you explain them. Like in this case, it's just like everyone would have accepted him being called the octopus in this world. But, but by, by nature of him, like explaining why he called himself the octopus, that's when it's just like, Oh yeah, I guess that is kind of silly. Isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. Yeah, and he holds good. up all of his little tentacles to be like, see, see, eight. He's very proud. He's so <laughs> proud of it. I love it. Oh, I wasn't sure if I was going to love this Otto Octavius, but I do. Good. I'm glad. I do. I like him a lot. Yeah. I was, I was holding out for you to, to yeah. hopefully eventually love him. This, so I'm glad that it worked. These out. episodes really did it. They really, mm-hmm. really did it. Yeah. Yeah. They may, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a complex character in, the, in mm-hmm. these episodes for sure. Yeah. And a fucking dork. Mm-hmm. As, as doc ock should be doc exactly. ock should never be cool <laughs> no he should try to be cool and fail miserably every time mm-hmm. absolutely <sighs> well pleasantly surprised that the octopus is there spider-man calls otto a hero but otto is still hesitant to claim that and says i'm just here to protect my property which all right otto whatever you have to tell yourself you're a hero <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really matter though because crimson dynamo ultimately gets away and spider-man's tracer still hasn't been working and he tells otto this so otto's like wait you have tech that isn't working (laughs) let me fix it (laughs) and offers his lab so he's like i mean we could go to my lab and check it out Uh, which is funny because it's like it feels like somebody who is overly guarded inviting people over to their house and people being like excited about it and and him not expecting them to say yes, where he's like, oh, God, what have I done? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, now I actually have company. What do I do? Because he even says, like, I'm going to regret. I'm going to regret inviting you over. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. 
Yeah, so at Otto's lab, while Otto's examining the tracer, Spidey researches Crimson Dynamo, finding the name Galena Nermirovsky. Did I say that right? I think so. Uh. Uh, he says it in the show. I just wasn't listening. You got all the syllables. Yeah. But her name is attached to the attached to the suit. So Spidey is like, Galena's a civilian. Interesting. And Otto's like, okay, well, then that actually makes sense. Because if she's like a civilian and not a scientist, then she's probably using the suit wrong. So <laughs> um, he attributes the, tra- the tracer interference to this mistake uh, and is able to quickly fix the tracer. I don't really understand how that works, but like, I think it is kind of funny that like, it's it's her using the suit wrong that causes interference somehow. Yeah. Like that's that's honestly hilarious. They don't. Yeah, they don't really over-explain it. It's basically just like, oh, well, she doesn't know what she's doing, so she like <laughs> accidentally blocked you. you know? <laughs> that's really now funny. that I know she sucks at this, I can figure it out. Yeah, I dig it. Which is very Otto Octavius, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. So now that they can trace Crimson Dynamo, the duo immediately find her at a bank. Uh, really bad move. Just like you know, pulling off a heist with some heroes around and then immediately going to a bank. Yeah. What the hell? (laughs) Really bad move. Lay low, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but whatever they find her quickly and the trio begin to clash this time though. They're like out in the open. Uh, And so she's like, I got to get out of here. I'm not prepared for this. I don't have enough energy in my battery. Uh, (laughs) Even though she's got a bigger battery, she tries to distract them um, by attacking like a nearby building, like doing the classic Spider-Man villain thing where it's like, oh, sorry, I guess you got to save these people. But here's the thing. Spidey's got a friend and his name isn't Miles. It's Otto. So they split up and Otto decides to focus on saving civilians, which is very cute, Otto. You care about people and we're seeing you do it. He does call the civilians running from a collapsing bank those clueless adults. Like, okay. Like, got to save those clueless adults. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he still volunteered to save them. True. Good point. Good point. <laughs> and Spidey notices this. <laughs> And he says so. I think he even says, like, oh, you care. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this leaves Spider-Man to confront Crimson Dynamo again. Yes. So makes one last attempt to appeal to Crimson Dynamo. But she's like, nah, I like being a super-powered robot thing. Uh, so they still, they keep fighting. Spidey manages to avoid a number of her attacks, but ultimately ends up pinned to the ground. But... But seeing his tracer still attached to her armor, like very conspicuously, I'm kind of surprised she never detected that. But. Except, okay, here's the thing, though. This is not what they were thinking, but her head is so tiny and her shoulders are so big. It's true. She probably can't see it. That's a good point. That and she hasn't point. stopped to look in a mirror. That's a good point. She hasn't gotten out of her suit as far as we can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is very funny that it's like right on the front of her. Though. Yeah. And it's like not tiny either. Like it's pretty big. No. On that it's suit. like a completely different color too. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, Tracer's still ex- uh, conspicuously there. I wonder if the interference can work both ways. So while, you know, her suit was originally interfering with my Tracer, maybe my Tracer can interfere with her suit. Sure, okay, it works. Whatever he does, I don't know what he does. All he, he does is press a, a button, button on his web shooter. <laughs> Ch- That's all he does. Change tr- Tracer to stun. Like, I don't know. <laughs> He reversed the polarity of his tracer. Yeah, instead of like sending out a signal, it received a signal that electrocuted her. Whatever, it, who cares? I don't it, know. She, it's she ends up swirled in ions and atoms and a vortex <laughs> of atoms. A vortex. <laughs> what it worked? It deactivates the suit. She just like falls to the ground. So like, whatever. oh my gosh. She she hits it so hard. Like I hope she's okay in that. I hope that suit had padding. Like is she okay? I don't know. There's a person in that metal <laughs> tank of a thing that just toppled over. Like yeah, 
a regular know. sized gal and a slightly larger sized gal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know, we haven't seen her. She could be tiny. She might be tiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We never see her. Maybe Who she is, is six inches high. Could but be entirely possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, with Crimson Dynamo deactivated, I guess, and the civilians safe, Otto asks Spider-Man, "What do we do now?" Like, I, we've heroed, so what now? And Spider-Man's actually really funny. He's like, this is usually where I just leave uh, before the cops get here, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they both do. Otto just goes with him, which is great. So they do exactly what Spidey usually does, and they just watch the police arrive from, like, a nearby building. And they kind of debrief a little bit. Otto tries to brush off the whole thing as just, you know, being self-interested. Like he said, I was just protecting my property. But Spider-Man insists he was a hero. He did save all those people, after all, Otto. And Otto all but agrees. He kind of smirks a little bit, and he says very gently, perhaps. Aww. So he's, he's thinking about it. Aww. He's thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah, he feels important. He's got a purpose. He feels he feels special, you know? Sweet boy. Yeah, he's a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. Well, the next day, or later that day, unclear. It's usually unclear on this it's show. It's never clear on this it's, show. Unless it is very clearly bright in one scene and then dark in the next. <laughs> like It is yeah. impossible to know. Anyway, sometime later in Otto's class, Miles, Gwen, and Peter talk about whether, one, Otto will still give them that pop quiz... And two, if he will be kinder now, basically now that he's gone through like a traumatic event, I guess, Peter knows a little bit more. So Peter's kind of arguing like, yeah, he's definitely going to be kinder. Like, he can't say this, but like, I saw him be kinder, right? But, you know, Otto's still going to Otto and he shows up for class. He does get them for a second and say, I'm not giving you a pop quiz. And then says, JK, I'm giving you two pop quizzes, which I think Gwen is like psyched about. What and also isn't that just like one big quiz? Like what makes it two? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Not sure. Uh whatever. Uh but yeah, two pop quizzes, I guess. And then he doesn't even give Peter a chance to take the pop quizzes. He just calls him into his office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, Hey, come here, Peter, I need you. I love this scene though. I think they they draw it out just enough. Sure. That I was like, it's not gonna be what I think it is, but then also maybe it will be. Mm-hmm. Because Otto calls him into calls Peter into his office and is like, Parker, I know your secret. And Peter fucking sweats. Because he's yeah. like, I know that this right here, this tracer, is your technology because you made it in my engineering class, you dummy. So Peter's like, oh shit, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. And then ultimately Otto's like, I know that you are making technology for Spider-Man. I figured it out. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. You're making tech for (laughs) Spider-Man. So Peter's like, yeah, of course. Totally. Did that happen with Max, too? Doesn't Max also think Peter is making technology for Spider-Man? Didn't that happen early in the show? I think so, but I don't remember specifically what it is that he identified that as. You and I have I dabbled in the idea of Max knowing already, but I think there's been enough to, no, including what you're talking about, to suggest he doesn't. It was just explicitly that he was like, he helped design Spider-Man's suit or tech or something like that. But it's not a thing that's like ever come up since then, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. So, it's But it's interesting that like now two Horizon sure. teachers have that like think that i think that's kind of fascinating i mean honestly it's not the worst idea Mm -mm. right it's not the worst lie if you're already at a a genius school where everybody's making genius tech and you know that spider-man's going to appear in the vicinity frequently anyway Mm -hmm. it's actually maybe your best lie because it is a sort of a it's 
it's a lie, but also not a lie. <laughs> you are making tech for Spider-Man because you are Spider-Man. It feels yes, analogous. That. It feels analogous to Peter taking photos of Spider-Man for the Daily yeah. Bugle. It's just like a way to keep you always like in his periphery. So it makes the coincidence of you and, and Spider-Man like having connections like way less because you if established that you do. Yeah, and it's also, not a coincidence. I'm telling you exactly why. And also it simultaneously makes people like less suspicious that you're Spider-Man because it's like, well, why would this idiot like ever make any it, it, give any indication that he has any relationship with Spider-Man? So clearly he's not Spider-Man, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it, yeah, I think it totally works. Yeah. It also, it also paints, and this is what Otto kind of gets into. It also paints Spider-Man a little bit differently. If people assume Spider-Man doesn't make his own equipment, like the people who would be able to recognize it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because then nobody's going to look at, or, or the people who are like Otto or Max, but don't have the connection to Peter aren't going to look at the technology Spider-Man uses and draw the conclusion that like, oh, it must be Peter Parker. If Peter Parker's already the one being like, yeah, no, I did that. Spider-Man couldn't like, why, why? He can't make his own tech. He's got superpowers. He's already got shit going on, you know? Yeah. So, uh, sure. it, yeah, it's a really good lie. It's, 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 I mean, is it the best one since photography? Do we like this better or worse than him being like a web designer? <laughs> oh, better than a web designer. <laughs> web designer's bottom of the barrel, dude. I'm just trying to think of any other. I mean, there aren't that many other ones. He's no. either a scientist, a photographer, or he works for. I guess a website. And right? I don't, th- yeah. And I, and I think between photographer and scientist, I think it's, it, it's just dependent on what kind of Peter Parker yeah. it is. Like, I don't, you know, I, I think it, cause it this makes... doesn't work if he is just like a high school student or right. like a regular ESU student. Exactly. Like he needs to be expected to make this kind of shit anyway. Oh my God. No, it's not Max who knows. I'm thinking of the, the auto in the PS4 game. I don't think. D- oh yeah, I mean that's that's or, yeah that's a thing. <laughs> or or is it both? Does Max also now? I can't believe I'm like forgetting completely. If 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 I'm am I confusing Max for Otto in the PS4 game, thinking that he makes design Spider Man's tech, or are both of those things true? This is going to drive me crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm either way, sure. if it was the case, if if I was right and Max does think that, then it's never come up since then, so it's not a big deal. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we watch too much spider-man stuff <laughs> we, uh, it does it does start to melt kind, together kind of melts together <laughs> anywho we are so close here mm-hmm. basically Otto assumes that peter's making tech right we've covered yeah. that peter mm-hmm. just goes along with it and is like yeah of course that's totally it like why would i deny that it's not technically wrong he's yeah he's not he's not wrong i am i am making spider-man tech um and then the episode ends with Otto making a comment about not needing any outside help as a hero because he is, of course, the superior hero. <laughs> that's fun. That's a fun, fun, fun. Because I imagine this is probably the first show we've gotten that's taken place after Superior Spider-Man stuff. Or maybe maybe it, maybe it coincided with Ultimate. I don't really remember, remember actually. But I don't know. It's still interesting existing in a post-Superior Spider-Man world given – yeah how popular that's like that does feel like that is a storyline that has now sort of cemented itself as being like a modern classic spider-man story that's just part of a part of the canon that that most people kind of know if you're familiar with spider-man stuff mm-hmm. so it's fun to start seeing references to that with yeah. Otto in this what i didn't realize because i i haven't read superior but i'm reading spider-verse right now mm-hmm and superior is a big part of that mm-hmm. i did not realize how frequently Otto octavius 
literally refers to himself as the superior Spider-Man. Like, that's where the title of the book comes from, is he calls himself, oh yeah, no, I'm the superior one. Yeah. <laughs> like oh okay we should, <laughs> this we isn't should just the it. name of the comic we should read it for patreon like in, in conjunction yeah. with with this show down. i think that's a great idea yeah i'm very curious to read more of it because i know of it it's like you said it's one of the stories that people just know yeah um but i don't know the details of it mm-hmm. for sure for sure so yeah i mean we end with a cool superior reference we end in a place where Otto is sort of like got a twinkle in his eye about potentially being a hero um, which comes after that moment that they tell us is, you know, well, I don't know about him. He's throwing flowers in the trash. Um, yeah. So I, I I like it. And it's fun that like it's not like a cliffhanger ending. It's like this this four parter isn't so much a four parter as it is like the name of an arc. Like yeah. these are all pretty self-contained ish episodes that are all just sort of tied into the grander arc of Otto's story, essentially. This is the story of Otto Octavius. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. I appreciate the show for doing it. Mm-hmm. I dig it. We've got eye stuff. We we so do. in the moment when uh, this is some face of the episode action here, in the moment when Spider-Man is looking on from the glass uh, after Otto Octavius locks him out of the chamber, uh, the way that we see primarily, we see it a little bit um, directly, but primarily we see the accident through a reflection in Spider-Man's eyes. Uh, and I think it looks pretty cool. I agree. I think the lighting of this is really neat and a show that like yeah. doesn't really do any lighting ever most of the time. So it's really well, cool when they do. <laughs> yeah, because they're not. I mean, obviously, they have to do it all by hand, you know, like um, or like sort of traditionally ish. I mean, they're obviously using a computer for the show. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's I mean, they're like, not just it's, like it's, setting a lamp right. and letting it do its thing. Like it's all it's it's all digital, but like not in the same way right. that like a Pixar movie would be. Or right. There's yeah. no there's no virtual set that they're lighting here. And I like that there's you have the reflections in his eyes, but you also have the reflection in the glass that he's got his hands on. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. It's just yeah. really cool. You've got the shadow and the reflection. It's 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 uh it's very cool. Really it's good, neat. It's a good detail. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want this on like I want just it would be so corny, but kind of on purpose. I just want like this frame, mostly because of the way it's lit. It kind of looks like airbrushed. It does. I want this print on like uh like a tie-dye shirt. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> it that's looks, great. Right. It would it would be it would be like kind of ugly but kind of sick at the same time. <laughs> I picture it being like like when you go to a theme park and get like those airbrush shirts made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would look like that. Like I think it looks yeah, that looks that's super fun. It's like it's tacky, but it but it works. Yeah, yeah, tacky in the right way. Yeah. Tacky in a fun way. For Celebratory sure. tacky. Mm-hmm. Celebratacky. Celebratacky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one that I pulled, I just, there's a lot of good faces in here. It's when everyone runs in to see Crimson Dynamo having been defeated. Including the one girl we've never seen and never will again. Yeah. There's one girl we've never seen. You know, Glenn and Max look shocked. Otto just looks like disappointed. But my favorite <laughs> one is like, I feel like the most surprised and horrified person is Miles. And I'd like to think it's him realizing like, Oh shit! I forgot him, Spider Man, and I should have suited up to be Spider Man for this fight. Fuck! I hope uh-huh. I hope no, I hope Peter doesn't get mad at me about this. Yeah. Oh damn! That's right. I could have helped, huh? Oops. <laughs> fun fun start to uh, storyline. I'm excited to see play out. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. It's definitely a lot of a lot of depth with uh, Otto that I was worried we might potentially not get, but you know, like you said, we definitely do. It does. It doesn't do any of the stuff that I was afraid it was going to do. Uh, so Me too. it's great. Yeah. I think his characterization is pretty on point and I think his motivation makes a lot of sense. It's just a, 
a dude who's always felt like he never fit in and, and never lived up to, uh, you know, what, what he, he wants to be. And that's sort of weird inferiority complex is like almost like created the ego that he has the sort of mm-hmm. prototypical Doc Ock ego. And I like the way that they play with that, you know, and, and, and the, the sort of push pull of like, can he be a good guy or not? And where we land here is that, yeah, he can, he can do some good, which is yeah unexpected. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of depth, if you'd like a deep catalog of additional content from uh, the two of us mm-hmm. covering comics, covering some other shows, covering special topics, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe check out our Patreon, huh? Just check it out. See what's over there. <laughs> you can do that at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers. And be sure to check out our discord. There's a link in the show notes. If you can't find it, just let us know. We'll get you in there. In the meantime, if you'd like to find stuff from Derek and me, you can find us all over the place. Derek, where can people find you? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find my podcast, Gimmicks. It is a podcast that looks at the high concept, structure-breaking, and experimental gimmicky episodes of television with a new show and new guest every week. You can find that anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as on Twitter and Instagram at GimmicksPod. What about you, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also find me on a Pokemon podcast here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road, where I get together with folks just as I feel like it to talk about Pokemon stuff. And if you like books and video games, you can check me out on Novel Gaming, a podcast about books, video games, and other pop culture that I do with my friends Katie and Vicky. Please check out this monthly podcast that Derek and I do called Falling with Style. It's an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where we watch every Pixar film chronologically and we are rapidly approaching the present day because we just covered Toy Story 4 and that episode is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com and follow Walloping Web Snappers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod or... Email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Email warms our heart. Just mm-hmm. want to let you know. It really It's does. great. Yeah. Please rate, review, and subscribe on all podcast platforms. Because if you like what we're doing, somebody else will too. And they just haven't found us yet. And they'll find us more easily with more ratings and reviews. Next week, you probably guessed it, we'll... <laughs> I should have read what was written here first. I mean, I've never you, phrased it you, like a question before, so I kind of tricked you. You've 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 duped me. Um, you probably can guess what we're getting into, um, and uh, what we're getting into is a question. <laughs> uh, will Otto continue to rise as a hero, or will he will he you know fall into the depths of villainhood uh, in the episode Rise of Doc Ock Part Two? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all I had to do was literally just read what you wrote <laughs> instead of going off script. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> See you all next week. See ya.